Everybody that, you know what I'm saying, has waited so patiently for my return. It's been forever. It's been too long. It's been forever in a day. I am your host, John Brown, and I'm just here to say that I'm grateful for all the ears that I am sharing right now. It has been, you know, a crazy month. It's been like a month since the last time I recorded. It's been a crazy month for me busy and just you know what i'm saying hardships and you know what i'm saying a lot of things that correlate to what i'm going to be talking about today um but you know i'm saying i'm here i'm stronger than ever you know i'm saying i'm still pretty i'm still kicking and um you know it's it's life man i I try you got to stay positive because if you it's hard out there yo as as you know i'm saying as as people have shown you it's hard out there. So, um, with with all that said, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, what's been going on, what everybody's been talking about these past couple of days, and that's um, this D'Angelo Russell, Nick Young, Iggy Azalea, Triangle, Kehlani, Kyrie Irving, Party Next Door, Triangle, and, um, you know, depression and mental illness in our community. Um, and how I believe it correlates and it links to, um, both of these sort of, you know, these people, these celebrities is love triangles or whatever you want to call it. Um, for those that don't know, for those who've been, you know, under a rock the past couple of days. Um, so D'Angelo Russell, rookie point guard of the Lakers, who's, you know, having a pretty good season, actually, um, he recorded, um, on the sly, Nick Young admitting to cheating on Iggy Azalea, his girlfriend or fiance or whatever. Um, and, you know, this leaked somehow, some way. Now, Russell's camp is saying it leaked via a hacking of a Snapchat. Um, I'm a, a tad bit skeptical, as a lot of people are, but um, it really doesn't matter how it leaked onto the Internet. The main point is that we all got our hands on it and we've seen this video of nick young admitting to cheating on uh, uh iggy azalea and she's seen this video of him admitting to cheating on her and that's something that they're gonna have to parse and whatever you know what i'm saying good luck to them i have no ill will towards nick young um but you know what i'm saying look if he if he loses out on Iggy Azalea, I mean, dime a dozen player. You'll 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 land back on your feet. I mean, let me tell you what. I mean, it's honestly it's better for him. If we keeping it on it, like, can we keep it on it right now? It's honestly better if Nick Young never has to pretend to like Iggy Azalea's music ever again. I mean, you know how much stress this man has has got to go through in his life. He's got to be on this terrible basketball team. 
He's got to play with Kobe Bryant. And not like 24-year-old Kobe Bryant where like his shitty attitude, like you can overlook it because he's an amazing player and you're going to make the playoffs and, you know, be a title contender. You're, you're playing with the same guy, just 15 years older, right? So you're not going to contend and you're a terrible team and your girlfriend is making terrible music and she's constantly getting shit on by the black community and it's, it, it, it's, it's just stressful, I just bet it's stressful. I mean, shout out to Nick Young. He get he gets his name in a Kanye song every once in a while, but I don't really know the positives besides that to where you'd want to be in a relationship with that person. But you know what I'm saying love uh, and whatnot, right? Can't judge nobody. But um, D'Angelo's been getting destroyed, right? He's been getting destroyed on social media all day. Uh, just the memes and the, the he's a snake and they're putting snake comments and police officer or they're putting snake emojis and police officer head emojis under his um his Instagram comments. And, you know, what I'm saying they're just braiding this man all day, just like they did the day before to Kehlani, this singer, right? The singer that was caught up in this triangle between Kyrie Irving and Party Next Door. Now, some apparently some internet nigga made a, a, a random, um, you know what I'm saying, a random rumor up that she cheated on Kyrie Irving with Party Next Door. And, like, the internet ran with it because the internet, once it's on the internet, once it's on Twitter, you already know what, it, you already know what that means. You know the rules. It's facts. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if it's true or not. If Twitter says it's true, it's true. Those are the rules. So, you know what I'm saying? This whole explosion happens again and the memes are crazy and everyone's laughing and joke. I admittedly got a few jokes in or whatever. Nothing too malicious, nothing directed at Kaylani either, but you know what I'm saying? It's you, you we're, you know what I'm saying? We're in this experiment, this social media experiment on this this app. You sometimes get compelled to do and say stupid shit, right? And it comes out that Kaylani attempted to commit suicide, right? And the narrative sort of switched from Kaylani is a cheater to Kaylani is an attention seeker. And excuse me if I'm pronouncing her name wrong. I really don't listen to her music or, you know what I'm saying? I've heard she's good and everything, but I don't really know her. So please excuse me if I'm pronouncing her name wrong. But like, you know what I'm saying? The whole situation is just like, it's crazy because she's in a no-win situation. Like, if she, I mean, she's just in a no-win situation and how so many people who suffer from mental illness, so many black women who suffer from mental illness often are in a situation where you sort of have to apologize for yourself. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we don't know anything about these people's personal lives. We don't know anything about what they did, what they've done, what they're doing. And you've got so many background people commenting. And I don't even want to talk about like the fucking idiots that are commenting, talking about she's looking for attention and shit like that. Like, that's literally the worst thing you can tell someone when they're in a time of need, as you know, it's obvious that she's in a time of need because. When you're online, right, we, we're all young people, so we're all online all the time. And if you're getting constantly berated and you're getting constantly torn to pieces 
one in an entire day and it's it's like fucking jimmy johns and these fucking corporations are tweeting about your your personal life and you know what i'm saying people are 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 just you're 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 thrown into these situations that you don't necessarily ask to be in it it's can i think it can be overwhelming it's overwhelming for me just to be alive sometimes right and it's it's difficult because is black people were often conditioned not to properly react, not to properly treat our mental illnesses, our uh, uh, mental health issues. And it sucks, right? Um, There's all these statistics. There's all these like studies that have been done about us and about the fact that, you know, life is hard, you know, just the simple fact that life is hard, yo. And it's it's not easy. I can imagine it not being easy when your faults or what people perceive of you is just the narrative about you online or in real life, actually, because the shit seeps from online into real life. Twitter isn't real until it becomes real. You know, the, the there's this pervasive thought that Twitter isn't real, which I agree with. Twitter isn't real until it becomes real. And then it's like, that's it that's it like that's you this is d'angelo russell's not going to be known for anything else other than this to so many people that don't care about basketball i was at work today and and you know they were showing they were talking about this d'angelo russell thing on like midday talk shows midday talk shows that would never talk about d'angelo russell in any other in any other capacity at all they're talking about this Kalani thing. They're talking about these people and not what they their art, not their occupation, not what they're doing, but this bullshit, the bullshit that they have to deal with. Now, obviously, they're a little bit different because D'Angelo kind of, you know, it was some shady shit. Like, he shouldn't have done that. Like, there's no excuse for you doing some shit like that. But we don't know about the Kalani party next door, Kyrie Irving situation. Like, we have no idea what's going on behind the scenes what's going on in the the relationships that those people have with each other well all we we can work on is assumptions and an instagram post and shenanigans right it's not nothing is concrete and that's the problem all of these things that aren't concrete that aren't real go onto twitter which isn't real but they make its mark in real life um you know 20% um African-Americans are 20% more likely to experience serious mental health problems than the general population, a.k.a. white people. So we experience mental health issues more than white people. And I'm thinking, why, why, why do we do this? And I'm, I'm looking it up. Why do we experience such a, a, a rise in mental health issues in our communities? And I'm looking it up and I'm looking up the, the sources of strife, the sources of stress in our lives that help contribute to these things. And some of the main ones are poverty, exposure to violence, inadequate access to treatment and quality care, and lack of info slash underestimation of the problem. Think about that for like a second, right? When we think about poverty contributing to mental illness, poverty is is violence. The idea that poverty is violence. I remember I was watching this, this Meek Mill interview 
I forget where, what radio station he was, he was, it was interviewing him. It might have been the Bref- Breakfast Club or something, but he was talking about um, mental health of poor black people that have been poor their entire lives, right? And this was around the time of one of the mass shootings, you know, we're so desensitized that I'm just saying one of the mass shootings and it's like, that's a normal thing, but one of the mass shootings and, you know, whenever these mass shootings happen and it's a white shooter, um, we, the first thing that comes up is mental health, mental illness. Uh, we need uh, background checks. We need mental health evaluations for people purchasing guns and da, 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 da. And when we talk about sort of black on black violence, we talk about inner city violence, community violence within these very poor, very segregated communities, the first thing we we talk about is personal responsibility. We don't talk about mental health anymore. And um, Meek was making the point that we need to talk about mental health. Now, I'm I'm obviously inferring a lot into what he was saying, but he he was discussing the fact that there's so much trauma, right? You grow up without, you grow up without two parents in the household. That's trauma. You grow up, you know what I'm saying, around drug dealers, prostitutes and 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 you know what i'm saying that's trauma that's violence it's not physical violence you're not getting bruised or anything you're not no there's no broken bones but that's violence on your your soul that's violence that's um that's just violence that you're never going to to see aesthetically right you're not going to see a bloody nose or you're not going to see a a broken wrist but you're going to feel it if you're in that neighborhood and you're going to see it if you're in those neighborhoods and if you're just a voyeur, if you're just someone looking from the outside in and judging and commenting like, why are, are, are the people so violent? It's because of the shit that they go through, the shit that we go through on a daily basis. Right. This it's it's unhealthy to live life at poverty is unhealthy to live in. Poverty causes causes stress, strife. You know what I'm saying? And it's. It's it's not something that you can it's not somewhere that you can raise a family in effectively like everybody who escapes literally escapes. There's a reason they call it the trap, right? Because you're trapped. Shout out to outcast. Shout out to big boy. Um, But, you know, this narrative that black people are more inherently violent, which is the underlying theme of why is there so much inner community intercommunity violence is bullshit because of poverty because of the 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 the, the stressors and the, the things that we go through that impedes us and contributes to our mental health uh illnesses and our mental health problems and the lack of information that we're given about this right we there's there's no mental health we don't get you know the school psychologists that like like I went to to school in a suburban area in a nice you know what I'm saying uh a neighborhood or whatever we had like school psychologists we had like mental health awareness you know what I'm saying programs and things like that that were available to students we had spaces where people can can talk about the shit that they go through you don't you don't get that in the hood you don't get that in areas where it's predominantly black people and this is like do this is like done purposely, right? It's not this isn't like accidental. Like a lot of this shit people think is just coincid coincidence or 
you can explain it. You really can't. You can explain it, but you really can because it's 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 done purposely. It's done specifically to harm us. Right. And the our response is often to mental health crises in our communities is is is, you know, less than it should be. To put it lightly, a lot of times I know in my house, going through the shit that I go through and talk, trying to talk to my mom about it, it's prayed away, right? We're very, we're very religious household, super Christian, and it's just prayed away. You, you can't pray it away sometimes. Some maybe you can, maybe some people can, but I, I know that I can't. You know, put your, put your, put your faith in faith. Put your faith in your family. Put your faith in your friends put your faith in your community and it's it's hard to do that when your community often doesn't respect you know what i'm saying the issues that you have they don't treat it with the care that you you often wish they would and it sucks but it's it's reality right and often white kids don't deal with the same sort of issues i'm not saying pro- painting a broad brush and saying all white people have it easy when it comes to dealing with mental health issues. I work in mental health. I know that's patently false, but it's definitely concentrated in in our communities. Um, Money, the access to having, you know, psychologists and psychiatrists and, and the drugs often that some people need to, to, to succeed in defeating these illnesses. These these are just things that aren't available to us, right? And so when we talk about like Kehlani and we talk about D'Angelo Russell, these people who get destroyed and beaten down for an entire day, for an entire like news cycle, like the 24-hour news cycle is like there's that's no more. It's like it's it's more than 24 hours. Like there's no more there's only 24 hours in a day, but it's seemingly more because every minute is so crucial and so like it's it's so quick. Everybody's just quick to get the the, the shit out that they want to get, the joke out that they want to get. Whether it's funny, whether it's mean spirited, it it doesn't really matter. It's all about what you can get out and how quickly you can get it, get it out. Facts don't matter anymore. Facts don't matter anymore because once you once you put it online, if enough people if enough people believe it, guess what? It's true. It's true, and that. That realization must be terrifying. It is terrifying to me, and it must be terrifying to people that are in the public eye. And, you know, we sometimes don't, we aren't conditioned to feel empathy for people who are more successful than us, who are, who have a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of privilege, a lot of access, which these two people obviously do. They have a lot of privilege and they have a lot of access, but they're still human beings and you can still empathize with them. Period. Point blank. I don't agree with D'Angelo Russell's actions at all. At all. That's some fuck. That's some fuck nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? You don't do some shit like that. But at the end of the day, the nigga cheated on his girl. Like you got to take responsibility for that. You know. So the, the the your man's put it online. That's a trust issue. Whatever. Whatever. But for people to berate them all day, every day, and you sort of see the line the type of people that are like berating the D'Angelo Russells of the world the t- 
type of people that are berate, berating the Kehlani's of the world and you and you you know what I'm saying? You you don't want to be associated. You don't you don't want to be on the same side as as a lot of those people. And often black girls and black women are are the um the recipient of even more of these stressors that contribute to mental illness and they're often you know what I'm saying recipients to even more even less of the attention and even less of the care that's needed to treat a lot of these illnesses. I remember um just a couple of weeks ago they had the um the Duke Lacrosse uh documentary on ESPN, right? And um about the Duke Lacrosse, uh, Lacrosse rape case and um the 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 black woman who accused those men of rape, she you know what I'm saying, she still maintains that she was sexually assaulted that night. And it's been, you know, revealed in subsequent years or whatever that she has a mental illness and she's in prison right now for, um, for I think second degree man, I think manslaughter or second degree murder. She's serving a 10 year sentence for, um, allegedly killing her, her husband who she said she, you know what I'm saying? She killed out of, um, self-defense and it's, it's always interesting to see the response that the, the men, get versus what she gets like they say the men's lives were ruined and they're the the victims and she should be you know she should burn in hell and just the vitriol that that comes her way when the only victims in the entire case were the woman and the district attorney the district attorney rightfully so he acted you know out out of his power like he, he, the power got to his head, the attention got to his head and he's, he's, he just went, you know, crazy, but she's the only victim out of this. All those guys, all of those guys, you can look this up. They're all good. They all have great jobs. They all went to get their degrees at either Duke or other schools. They all got settlements from the school. Like those guys are good, man. There's a reason they went to Duke. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason a lot of people go to these privileged as schools and that's to have that privilege and that access and often that privilege and that access doesn't trickle down to people who don't look like the duke lacrosse um accused right and that goes for everything that's sort of a little tangent i'm going on but that that especially goes for you know mental health illness and the treatment and and shit like that so in this culture that we have of this like everybody got to get the joke out and everybody got to get the funniest joke and the funniest meme and whatever it's cool you know i'm saying i'm not i'm not the sensitive type or anything but often we should often think about the repercussions to that right because she could have died kaylani could have like really died over this shit like, and for what, you know what I'm saying? For like rumors and innuendo and just, just people going way too far shit, just getting like out of control in in a matter of seconds. And like, it was weird just seeing how people felt so empathetic to her situation and her condition. And then the next day they do the same shit to this nigga on the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, 
it's it's a cycle. It's a, it's a it's wash, rinse, and repeat. I, I just don't understand it sometimes, and you know, it's I don't know. I I, I don't know. I have nothing else to say. Um, this was you know, it's hard, man. Dealing with mental ill uh, health issues is hard. Dealing with depression and anxiety and feeling like you're all alone in this world is hard, but. I just I pray for everybody that's dealing with it. If you need to talk, I'm always here for you. Um, Thank you for listening. As always, um, I'm going to try to make this even better and more informative and just a a more solid product. Um, And my name is John Brown. Follow me on Twitter at John Brown. Follow this account at No You Can't Say Hi on Twitter. We'll get uh, uh, the Facebook page up and going soon. We'll get an Instagram page and everything. And uh, thank you, everybody. Holla at y'all.